The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. What's going on, big guy? I got a belly full of meal coming up here tonight. I went to dinner with my dad, my, my wife and the kids came, and uh-huh. I uh, I don't usually eat this late. So, uh, yeah, throw, throwing you off? Throw me off a little bit. So I have to give you a big thanks. Mike smell like onions. <laughs> I got to give you a big thanks because... Uh, what did I do? No, I so I forgot I had an eye doctor appointment today, mm. which was not a big deal. Oh, now I notice your eyes. Now that yeah. I'm looking at them. I look like... They puss- look like uh, I look dimes. Like, I look like the cat from uh, from Shrek. <laughs> like, you know, when he gets all yeah. like enamored and his eyes get big. I look like uh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but anyway, uh, you're going to take over... You just over. wanted to say Puss in Boots. I did want to say Puss in Boots. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, anyway, you're going to kind of take over all the articles. I really appreciate you doing yeah, that. Yeah, good luck on that, but yeah, we'll get there. It is what it is. So uh, how's things going? Uh, you know, it's uh, going. I got, I got a little fired up, but we'll, we're I know we're going to talk about it at some point in the show yeah, today. For sure. Our, our fearless governor just really, really got to me today. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I saw I read an article that really just got me fired yeah. up, and you you were like, "All right, calm down." <laughs> I get we'll get we'll give you a soapbox to get on. So I before we get things going, I want to mention that we had our first what I would call first real big contest, <clears throat> gave yeah. a nice LPVO, and uh, the people who entered had to listen to the show to get their name. And I was like, "Oh man," I'm like, "Tell me these people actually want to win this thing." <laughs> and then today, our winner delocated cornfield <laughs> cash. Did you ask him about this name? I did not ask him about How this could name. you? I don't. I mean, I still could. He actually said he wants to keep listening to the show. So, I mean, you know, we'll, <laughs> maybe he'll chime in. Oh, he didn't just, he didn't just listen. He didn't just uh, sign up and listen for the optics. No, he said he liked the show. He said he's going to keep listening. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we get to uh, send that out to him. So. Well, I'm very curious where the name came from. We, we've, we've, we've speculated, but yeah. I, I'm curious. So anyway, I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you're looking to support The Gun Experiment, there's a couple ways I'd like you to do that. The first is make sure that you sign up for our mailing list. It's at thegunexperiment.com. You go there, a pop-up window will come up, and you sign up, and you're part of the mailing list. And we've been putting up some good content, some articles. I'm looking to do some more of that, as well as there's obviously always going to be some episodes on there. We're going to start putting up some video content. And so lots of good stuff in terms of content. The reason I really want you to sign up is because we all know that technology and the tech overlords want to shut us down at every, <clears throat> every turn and every bend. So if anyone ever tries that, this is the one place that I control. And uh, I want to make sure that we have access to all of our loyal followers and listeners. And then second, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Obviously, we just did a big Instagram giveaway with that LPVO. And uh, we're going to do more stuff like that. I want to make sure that we have people following us there. And so there we go. So we're going to get into the show. But before we do, today's show is brought to us by On-Site Firearms Training. Our friends at OFT are knowledgeable instructors and true professionals in every sense of the word. You've heard us talk about their rifle, pistol, and shotgun classes. But they offer, they offer so much more than just that. They can help you get proficient in low light and defensive shooting, medical training, and a whole lot more all at very affordable and reasonable prices. Whatever your shooting needs are, you're guaranteed to find a course that will make you an asset to your friends, your family, and your community. So check them out at OFTLLC.us and get trained by the same outfit that trains the gun experiment. So we're going to get into this thing, and tonight's guest co-host has been on this show before, and it's a pleasure to have him here tonight to chop it up with us. I'm pleased to welcome back Fred Masterson of Force Options USA. Fred, what's going on? 
Well, thank you guys for having me on. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be here. Oh, another beautiful day here in Arizona. We're happy you, you uh, came back. We we didn't uh, you know get, offend you or anything where you didn't want to come back. <laughs> in no way. <laughs> so uh, what's going on for it? How you been? I've been good. Shot just wrapped up, so uh, I'm kind of <laughs> digging out of the twelve thousand business cards and notes that that I took over that little duration. So, so I'm shot, shot. Shot for a lot of this is is a long event. It's not just the show days. It's <clears throat> the three days before and it's the two days after. It's it's an event. Did you go to range day? No, I did not go to range day, and that's all I'll say. Okay, got it. Um, I am very curious though. Did you get your hands? I showed Mike these the other day. They're they're pricey, but I think they're very cool. The Savorsky um, uh, binoculars. The binoculars, yes, those are very nice. Are are they as cool as they seem? Like I know they that was a prototype, so it wasn't set up to, you know, use AI for everything. But but um, you know, they had some samples of you. You could you could do some flowers or something, right? And it would tell you what it was. Yeah. So you could it. You're talking about the imaging, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 zoom on an image or you focus on an image and then you AI will tell you what species of flower or animal that you're looking at. Right. Yeah. And ultimately the design is, is supposed to be, they, since being Savorsky and stuff, it's, it's primarily driven for hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's That's kind of their bread and butter. Um, they're huge in the tactile market too, but it's a little rough around the edges. I'll just, I'll, no, I'll say no, that. I'm curious. I want to know yeah. the truth. Um, yeah, it's, it was a rough prototype. Okay. Um, the AI on it, I think I'm not an AI expert in any stretch of imagination, um, but it was slow to respond. Okay. Uh, in 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 my opinion, um, it was a little grainy. What they were trying to do, I think it was a little bit. I, I personally, if I had, it had that product, I wouldn't release. I wouldn't have shown it this year. Shot show. Ah. I, w- I would have waited on it. What I when Keith uh, showed it to me and he sent it to me, I and mean, first of all, it's very very spendy. I mean, super pricey. Yeah, it's like four thousand bucks. Yeah, or and I mean. The the concept is kind of cool, but it's a lot of money for something that I feel is just kind of like techy cool, and and I was afraid it was probably a little like glitchy because it's such new technology. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't glitchy. Actually, it ran, um, but it was relatively slow compared to what you expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The clarity of the image, the the definition fields, and things like this are a little bit rough around the edges, and and I say that because so many people expect this AI generated device to be like what they would see on a video game sure expect this they want that they want this crisp crisp thing you know they want to they want to say going dark they they want to play that whole thing um but it's it's just not there yet it's just not there yet so was there a favorite item that you saw at shot show something that really you thought was either revolutionary or just something that you thought was you know well done there's a new pistol from cabot cabot Mm -hmm. guns Mm. Um, the insurgent pistol. It's their new. It's not a quote unquote 2011 because that's a yeah that's a trademark name, but it's sure. a double stack 1911. Yeah, they use um, STI mags, but STI mags for those of in the gun world know that the STI mags seem a little temperamental, so they modified the STI STI mags to to run this gun, and it's like a Ferrari. It mm. is absolutely beautiful. Fits in the hand like a glove. Um, yeah. um, a little bit of a fanboy, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Other than that, um, there wasn't anything really that stood out. It was interesting because we had a conversation one night. There was um, somebody; it was their first shot show, and they were kind of is near the sh- end of shot, and they were literally kind of grousing about. There's no innovation. There's nothing. No innovation. Hmm. Well, innovation innovation is on a curve, my friends, because the laws of physics apply. 
<laughs> and there's only so much you can do. A gun shoots the way a gun shoots. There's, and I'm sometimes I'm a little frustrated because I'm like, well, what do you want? A, a laser gun? I know we all want a pulse rifle. I know we do. <laughs> yeah. You want one? I want one. Everybody wants one. But the reality is it's not going to happen. So there are a lot of companies that made some great evolutions in product. They want, um, uh, they want the, what it was, um, uh, in Caddyshack, the, uh, the, the putter that was like, you know, make oh, the yeah. perfect putt every time. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. So I think sometimes they don't really know, um, the limits, the uh, the boundaries that a lot of these companies and occasionally you see something that's really kind of revolutionary. Daniel defense released, um, yeah. age nine. Yeah. It's, not the Hudson, by the way. <laughs> uh, I was at the Daniel Defense booth, and I saw a um, fellow rider over there saying, oh, it's a Hudson. And the rep walked over and said, excuse me, not the Hudson. It's not a Hudson. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I saw the Hudson. I shot the Hudson. This, my friends, is a Hudson. So you, you, <laughs> you can put a different sticker on it and call it something else, but it's a Hudson. I hope they have success with it. It's a cool concept. Um, it's fun to shoot. The pulse on it is really interesting. Um, it's never going to be a. It's not going to be a huge gun. The things that I saw fun. from afar that I thought were kind kind of cool was um, the uh, Magpul did the T Mag where it's the yeah. you know the fully acrylic. I thought that was kind of kind of neat. You know, look look yeah. good, and I like their products. And um, yeah, uh, I like some of the stuff. I mean, this is not as bougie as you might like, Keith, but. A lot of the uh, Palmetto, Palmetto State Armory guns that they're coming out with, they're doing a nice Some job. Some of them are pretty cool. I thought it's, they do a nice, yeah. I think they do a nice job of coming up with stuff that looks good and, you know, it's a pretty reasonable price point. And I think some of the clones that they do are awesome. You know, like yeah, are yeah. Them in the pat, you know, like that, that's where I think that's the, the that company's cool. For sure. So they have a new Jackal in 308 that's a pretty cool looking gun. And I agree with you guys. They make some, they use good looking stuff. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. Um, what was it? That Watchtower double stack that 1911 yeah. i thought that was yeah. pretty cool i had yeah. not really ever heard of watchtower are they a big custom um i've never have either to be honest fred you might know more than i would no they're not they're not a giant company but they made a pretty big splash of their product so okay in all in all honestly most gun companies aren't that big it's yeah. people think these giant mega corporations. you know river course is is huge mm-hmm. um smith and wesson is fairly large companies like that but a lot of these other companies are you know 15 people and, and, and hope it's just, <laughs> it's a, it's a small, small operation and they produce some fantastic products <clears> and small teams like that. Yeah. Well, so we're talking about guns and all the cool stuff. Uh, Keith, we got this first article here about gun violence, depending on who wins the presidency, which is a weirdly, well, that was the headline, yeah. right? You know, the, the position was that currently Biden was, has created this, uh, the first ever national office of gun violence prevention and, Congress has greenlit, you know, hundreds of million, four hundred million dollars in spending aimed at gun safety, and you know the 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 purpose of the article was if if he wins, obviously that that uh, track continues or could continue or could continue <clears throat> or more likely to continue. And it. if uh, you know if if uh, whoever the Republican nominee is going to be wins, then that's likely to stop. Right. Uh, and, and not uh, continue. So I, I found the article funny just from a, it was like obviously written from a uh, anti-gun <laughs> author. It's like, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, the, the uh, you know, the uh, fate of humanity depends on this presidency. Yes. Like it, it wasn't like, you know, these programs will either continue or not. It was like gun violence will, you know, like that's going to stop gun violence. Like who the president is, you know, Fred, what did you think of this? That's oh, absolutely true. It's just, 
it's wordsmithing. And that's what I find the left to be the masters of is wordsmithing. So very good. They, 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 they own vocabulary and they'll compelling, make it. Right. Remember, like almost remember, very compelling. remember, remember microaggression. Yeah. I never heard what the hell was microaggression, but then became a big thing. And yeah. all these words and people latch onto them because it thinks it's a pseudo intellectual cling. But the, the article in regards to them framing it as basically end of times, <laughs> if Trump is elected, that's their only play. They they mm. know it's absolutely true. They, they they know it's absolutely absurd, and yet they'll cling to it because they are fear mongers. And the, the reality of it is that a vast majority of that money that they're putting into that "quote unquote" government office is being dispersed out to anti-gun yeah. um, lobbies. NGOs. Yeah. It's lobbies. It's absolutely going out to the anti-gun crowds. It's, they might make one sticker or something, but it's it's. This is purely just a um, money laundering is all it is. I'm seeing a lot of these articles, like you're talking about, uh, these uh, well-worded <laughs> articles, really focusing on how Im- how important this topic is to young individuals. So I really, you know, I think they're, they're really trying to play into the young voters this year on that. And uh, I, I don't remember that in years past. Yeah, I, and it did mention that in there <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. I, the other thing I've um, seen it in others too recently. Yeah, uh, Fred, you mentioned the wordsmithing. You know what I always like to talk about is the idea of how well the left controls the narrative. And when I say that, it's not just in media, but that is certainly one of the strong arms of the of the left. And that is, you know, media, university. Um, you know, they do a really good job of, you know, obviously Hollywood and pop culture, they do a really good job with that as well. And that's something that I feel that the pro-gun side hasn't always done a great job with. We kind of joke about the, we make FUD jokes and stuff, but, you know, we got to modernize, we got to stay young, we got to, you know, make sure that we're staying up with the times and that we're keeping things kind of fresh. I think that's important. So Fred, you write. So, I mean, do you have any insight in terms of like why maybe uh, they do so much, so much of a better job in terms of that wordsmithing, as you put it. Well, honestly, I believe that's a, it's, it's the whole 10 against one thing, you know, they, we have, or they have in their, at their disposal, they have social media control of social media. They have Hollywood, they have all, um, legacy media on their side. And we have basically talk radio. We have a few websites, things like this. It is really uh, an, an overmatch. A information overmatch is what it is. I just don't know how they manage to get such a stronghold in so many of those influential spheres. I, I don't know how that works. I can tell you exactly how it happened. Of course, it's my opinion. Um, I value your opinion, Fred. <laughs> it is absolutely universities. This is one thing the left is masters of is the long game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the long long yeah long game they've been playing this for a long time oh a long time they've got their eyes on the ball for a long time and they're not going to take it off them they are they are love them or hate them they are focused on on their what they want to accomplish i i use medical marijuana as an example Uh, 15 years ago it'd been crazy to even suggest it's going to happen now how many states have it It's Mm. everywhere because the left is they are on they never stop. They go, go, go. And the same thing's happened with gun control. So we have, for example, you guys are, you know, New York is a good example. I've trained cops out of New York that before they joined the department had never even seen a gun in their existence. Yep. So you have entire generations now that have never even seen a gun. And back to the universities, you know, what we call the hippies of the 60s, um, when I was growing up, 
They moved into universities. They began to indoctrinate with their philosophy young, mushy minds who then grew up to become professors teaching young, mushy minds. And then all of those fresh new graduates proliferate. They go out into the wide, wide world of corporate work, corporate America. Now you have a mush brain liberal at Budweiser. You have a mush brain liberal at Facebook. You have all these people that have basically created these little drones and sent them into the workplace, sent them into corporate America. And that's why we see so much of it. We obviously see it in journalism. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole Solinsky rules for radicals, right? It's like, I mean, they, they literally have a playbook, right? It's, it's, it's a literal playbook. And they quote it. Yeah. Yeah. They're not ashamed of it. They don't try to hide it. Dismiss it at your own peril because so many people on the right are, are, are folks are like, oh, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Sometimes the, the truth is going to slap you in the face. And the fact that they are that radical, that they do have a literal playbook and have quoted it is, is reality. Yeah, I agree. Well, Keith, mm. you were in rare form today. I don't think it's rare for me. It isn't. It isn't. <laughs> but I mean, I, you were fired up. So what, what's going on? Well, I, I've talked about it on the show a few times. I uh, I spend some some a fair amount of time uh, in my personal life outside of the podcast in uh, in New York City, and um, that has put me in a position where I'm often on mass transit, um, going from one bureau uh, bureau to another, <clears throat> and. You know, we've. Ta- I think we talked a little bit about this on the show. Actually, it's something that I have to review soon. And, you know, uh, how am I going to protect myself? You know, in this journey that I have when I go down there. And today, I was. Uh, we were chatting a little bit through text uh, as we normally do. And uh, I had come across an article this morning or this afternoon. I don't remember. I think we were talking this morning that showed uh, Governor Hochul uh, demoing in the city of New York, the new subway cars that have an open gang rail or gangway. Okay. So for those that don't know what the gangway is, it's it's the space in between cars. Right. And normally in most of the subways, you're not allowed to stand in between cars. You can, you know, travel through, travel them. through them, but you're not allowed to stay in them. Well, this new subway car that she was, uh, you know, testing out uh, with us commoners, um, is now put together with like an accordion type thing, like those big buses that everybody yes. knows, right? That's how they're that, that that's how this train is put together, and you can walk through it, pass through it easily. It's supposed to speed up time in between stops so that people can get in more room, all that good stuff. Well, she's on this subway, smiling, and, and oh my gosh, this marvel of this subway car, and I see her security team, and I just start lighting on fire because I'm like this politician who has done everything she possibly can since she has, you know, inherited this office to push down the second amendment in this state gets, has the nerve to get on this subway where no one else can get on a subway with armed security or, or arming themselves for personal protection, if they're legal, specifically listed as a sensitive specifically location. listed as a sensitive place, but it's but her life is more important than our life. You know, her life is more valuable than ours because she's able to get on that train and take her protection in her hands. But I'm not allowed the same. I'm over here debating whether or not I, I'm I would prefer a misdemeanor 
with a non-lethal weapon or, or a felony, felony with a real with weapon. With a real weapon, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. walks on this subway and takes us a ride. Oh, look at how great this subway is. This is so nice, this subway car. I don't have any fear in the world about my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Keith says to me, uh, overtaxed, but he says, I wish I was there. Oh, yeah, I forgot that yeah. part. I wish I was there. <laughs> what would you say to her? <laughs> what did I say? I said, oh, uh, I, I, I bet your uh, security team... Uh, is armed. Is armed today, right? <laughs> it's nice that, that that you feel that you can take your personal protection in your hands, but I'm not allowed to. That's great. Thank yeah. you. Well, Fred, I'm going to let you chime in for a second. What do you think of this? Well, I think it's just, it, it's symptomatic all across the country. Uh, I will say, especially in, in, the, in the liberal states, you see governors, you see mayors that pontificate about how important it is to have gun control. And yet they surround themselves with armed guards. The <laughs> the irony of the, it's just it, it, the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy. Just, it's That's bitter. It. It's absolutely bitter. And now you look at Cory Bush, mm-hmm. who's under DOJ investigation. You know, Miss the, the Queen of defund the police. You know, now she's under investigation because she has her her boyfriend or whatever paying paying this private armed security group. I'm like, it, it's just absurd. If I'm a multimillionaire. And I can afford armed security, but the poor people can't. It's just, it's ridiculous. And it really, it really honestly brings me back. It brings us back. And I want to interject one thing. No, no, please. It it pissed me off today. (laughs) Is the idea that people have lost focus about the government and the constitution. The constitution is not about controlling us. It's about controlling government. The second amendment has nothing to do with controlling firearms in the hands of, of citizens. It has every every intention of controlling the federal government's willingness and desire to control our weapons, and I think people lose focus of that. They and they have lost focus of that. I mean, there oh, is yeah. zero. I don't. There is not enough time spent on the education of the Constitution in this government. Well, I that's think the truth. You know, I mean, when I, I I had mentioned this in in another discussion, I don't know if it was the same discussion this week. It was at some point, but. Less than half of the, the American voters. people who are eligible to vote vote. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. Sad. It's, it's sad. sad. Well, it's funny because you were talking about this situation in the subway. And just a couple days before, we had an NYPD police officer who was beaten down by five uh, illegal yeah. immigrants. These guys are smiling in their mugshots. Yeah. And the governor says, Oh, we'll certainly look into the idea of deport. Look into deportation. Oh. Like, how is that even a, a statement that you should be making after one of you? And you know, she, after course, you get on a subway she, with your armed security, she of course like, polishes no it. She polishes <laughs> it up with you know, when one of our police officers is you know oh, yeah. attacked. But guess because what? God forbid the police officer who also carries a gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then and then today I just saw I happened to be at the gas station and I saw the Daily News and I just happened to read the headline and it said that they caught the the fifth guy mm-hmm. and they released him. What? Why is that a surprise? I, I mean, I mean, you're right. Why should I be surprised? Right? <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy. It's just it's well, wild. Rub, Go ahead, Fred. To rub some to rub some insult on that, he walks out of the police station with the media surrounding him and promptly flips everybody off. Exactly, and walks away. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, there's a solution for that, guys. There's a very quick fix for that. <laughs> I mean, is it, I'll, is I'll it nitrogen? It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of nitrogen. You bet. <laughs> It's, it's, that might have been ridiculous. too soon. Outside. A little, little yeah. bit. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I, I agree with you, obviously, and and it really, I think this resonates with our audience quite a bit. 
But the part that I think is just frustrating is it always feels as though uh, they're like the ruling class, right? It's not supposed <laughs> to be that way. That's, but that's exactly how it what feels. it looks like. That is, it, 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 the optics it, scream it, that. It, it screams it. Yeah. Well, it's not optics. It's reality. I they so. really, they consider themselves the ruling class. Um, you can look at the dual, the two-layer justice system. Mm-hmm. I mean, recently that that retired, um, I'm not sure if they were in the Navy, the Marines, but a, a retired soldier, re- retired military, knocked the head off that Satan statue, mm. and they charged him with a hate crime. Now, all these people have destroyed statues across the country with nothing. But this joker knocks off a Satan, a Satan statue head, and all of a sudden he's charged with a hate crime. It's just, and the reason why, because he wasn't part of BLM that did it. Hmm. I mean, we, we know this. This is, this is talking about the obvious. You hear it all the time, and I don't know what you do about it. I don't know what the solution is. You know, it's certainly- It's beyond it, us. I, you know, it is. I mean, it, really, it really is. I, I just feel, you know, we, you and I got into a kind of a debate about the court system and, and stuff. I don't want that to sound like I'm giving up. That's no, no, I mean, it's not that. It's just, it's just frustrating because it feels as though, uh, you know, I mean, they have all the power, they, right? And really the power should be in the people in the voting box, but you just said it. Not enough people are voting, and the ones that are, we're a very divided country, you know. So, well, you got to take the wins as they come. And what California got a big win today, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. You saw that, Fred? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so now, so they're, and, they're, and Keith, you, I am a like mad. Yeah, I, I had sort of uh, was saying how frustrated I am with the court system the other day, <laughs> but this is where I get frustrated. So, California gets a win, but. I don't know that it's truly a win. Like I'm just waiting for some other a stay or this. I mean, I don't know the legal jargon like confusing. No, me that because, was the appeal. I think that's over now. So it's over. That's official. I think that's over. Yeah. And I mean, but, Fred, do you am I missing something there? I, I'm pretty sure that win was on an appeal. That win is on appeal. But here's here's the challenge, and I, I understand what you're saying is that you're waiting for the next shoe to drop. They'll they'll create another barrier. Right. Well, they'll create another they rule, but that particular exactly. rule is done. Right. Right. Like but, that's it. But they'll tweak the wording a hair, and then you exactly have a whole right. other round of appeals, and it's like, well, we exactly. Really- and then it's and then it's a year goes by, right. and it's once again they play the long game. They'll they'll drag it through court. Um, New York's a great example. I mean, you guys. Oh my God, you need yeah. to start dragging people out and tar and feather them. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> Well, until I mean, we've, we've got a bad, but my gosh, I, until again, the, the state of New York votes, you know, and, and doesn't rely yeah. on three cities to, to make their selection. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. And, you know, these major metropolitan areas and honestly, anywhere where there's a major university is a, is a disaster zone voting wise. You know, you have these, as I said, smooth brain liberals that follow the the mantra because they think that they're virtue signaling about how, how wise and sensitive they are. It's. It's it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I I don't know. I just people are just too too comfy. They're just too comfy and too safe in their yeah in their little that's, bubbles. Why well, I that's I, it too. I, I have a friend who he's very well read on history. He's an he's an interesting guy. I went to high school with him, and you know he knows more about the wars of the world than you know I'll ever know. And I was chatting with him over text and we were talking about this whole thing that's going on with texas and the federal government Mm -hmm. and he said man this has got like you know it's got so much you know drama and it's got like you know so much interesting ramifications and i i texted back to him i said are you thinking like 
civil war ramifications. And he was like, oh no, Americans are way too like, you know, lazy and you know, they, they don't want a, an actual armed conflict. That's true. Like there isn't the stomach for that because we're very comfortable. That's, I agree with that statement to some degree that Americans are probably too lazy to have a civil war, same way that it happened the first time. But percentage wise, on the numbers, on the percentages, the amount of people that ended up fighting in the civil war would end up still being the same amount of people that end up fighting. Yeah, I mean, that, you, like, you that, may, that may be true, but does that percentage have the stomach is the question. I think I mean? so. Maybe, I mean, maybe. I think I think the vast majority of the country is too lazy to do it, but, you know, less than 10% is greater than yeah. our armed forces today. You well, know? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to stop it setting you off with our governor. I want to make sure that I set you off with some social media. <laughs> So oh, thank you. <laughs> you're, 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 you're welcome. So I, I do want to get to the second half of the show, but before we do, a uh, quick little ad read here. And this one actually really kind of, I think it was kind of cool. Um, so everyone knows that we're partnered up with fourpatriots.com. And uh, recently I had had a blackout here. We had had one in the neighborhood and I was running around like crazy. I have a generator, a gas generator. And I was, you know, it, it wasn't, it was not, it was cumbersome. We'll say that. And I actually had done a little research and it's the actual numbers are pretty staggering that two thirds of Americans, whether it be rural or urban, because obviously there are different situations are actually at risk of extended power outages. And so they had come up with this product and I thought it was pretty interesting, but in terms of protecting your family, they have this thing called the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X from Four Patriots. It's actually, uh, it's pretty cool. It's got like a bunch of like regular AC outlets you can run, uh, USB, USB-C chargers and things like that. But it can, it's big enough to run your major appliances. So it can run refrigerators, microwaves, air conditioners. Uh, but this is the part that really got me. Uh, it's a solar generator. Mm. So it's, it's fume free. You actually could run it in your home. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which is kind of cool. And it never needs gas. So if you had extended power outages, you actually can basically, you know, run it indefinitely. Um, and it comes with a solar panel. So you just charge it outside, you charge it up to full capacity, and then you're good to go. So I thought it was a kind of a cool product. It's, you know, normally we, we've tested out their food and stuff, but because we had had that blackout, it had me looking into this kind of stuff and I saw that they had that. So I thought it was kind of cool. So if you guys are into that kind of stuff, go to fourpatriots.com forward slash gun experiment 10 and uh, check out these solar generators. They're really, really cool. And they have a lot of other products on that landing page as well. So uh, go check that out. So Keith, talk to me about the Zuck. Uh, so uh, if you were living uh, under a rock this week, um, a lot of tech CEOs were called uh, to capital to um, to be grilled by lawmakers about how these companies have failed to protect children from being subject to sexual abuse and exploitation on their websites. And um, uh, this really was, uh, for me, kind of... Uh, something I saw come in all the time, right? Like for a long time, this is, these are definitely some of the reasons why I do not like social media and, and why I have a problem with them. This one personally, <laughs> like where I am on social media for obvious reasons. And you know, the show kind of runs a lot through that. And, and I understand why you're yeah, not. Sure, I get it. Yep. But this is the one area that like really like sickens me. They were, they were getting questioned very hard on what they're doing to, you know, to prevent these things from happening, why they haven't done enough. And uh, um, uh, Senator Hawley there did a pretty good job, at, in my opinion, at pressing Zuck pretty hard on, you know, hey, you want to apologize? You know, I think he I think he must have said it 
five times, six he times. He did apologize, right? He was well, yeah. He, he, Zuckerberg did finally get up and off mic, uh, turned around and did apologize. I had to listen to it a couple different times, and then I had to read a couple articles that that were translated. It was a packed house, first of all. I mean, these committee meetings are open to the public to some degree, but it was very, very packed. I mean, this kind of stuff gets a lot of attention, right? Because, I mean, first of all- This particular topic, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of parents there whose, whose kids who had committed suicide because of- Things that were happening on the internet based on, you know, um, sexual ex exploitation and, and things like that. Um, but he did turn around and he he apologized and said that, you know, this is why we we work hard to uh, this is why we work hard to to prevent these things so that no one else, no other family has to go through what you went through. So really quick, I want to have a, a quick conversation, you know, kind of more me to you because it's happened on the show. And then, Fred, I'm going to bring you on. I want you to chime in on on your thoughts on this. So. Uh, one of the things in the article that I thought was interesting because it, it came up not too long ago with us was the idea that there's all these federal laws that are kind of trying to push the yes. the envelope in terms of like what their responsibilities are to protect young people. And so if you go back a few episodes, I believe it was, it was definitely chopping it up. We talked about there was a federal law in Ohio or something, and you and I were kind of at odds in terms of what it would or wouldn't do. And so not to rehash all of that, but this is one of those areas where uh, so what bothers me with this situation is they're telling us to bring this back to guns for a minute that we can't post gun related content. And to the point where, <laughs> to the point where, uh, I just went on my Instagram to see what's flagged. Who's they? I, I think you should define they. Well, social media. The, the tech giants. The tech giants, right? The Zuckerberg is yes. saying- we're not going to allow guns. Well, but what on, bothers right? me is I know so many people. I know where you're going with this. That's why I wanted well, to be have, very specific. I have, yeah, I have a lot to go on with this. There's so many people I know that are sort of, I'll, call, I'll say like libertarian minded, for lack of a better term, that are gun owners. They're pro, and they're also pro like, well, this is an independent company and they can do what they want. I, I'm sorry. I've said it before many times. I don't agree with that because yes, a company has, I, I believe- in a hands-off approach in terms of a company being allowed to run. You believe in good old-fashioned capitalism. I do. But what I don't believe in is the idea that when you are so big, your company is so big that you now control massive amounts of societal interest. It's basically a monopoly. They have a monopoly on information at this point, right? Uh, our podcast is never going to have the reach that they have. So when you control- There's been plenty of examples of, of companies like that being broken up. Yeah. Standard Oil comes to yes. mind. Yes. And so that's where I'm going with this. Is yes, they have the right to have uh, to run their company the way they want. But when you are so big that you are essentially a media monopoly, right? Then I think that something has to be done. And so when we talked about those rules in place, whether we agree on what they would solve or wouldn't, I think something has to be done because it's wrong that I can't post a picture of a boxed LPVO because that's gun content. I don't know what that's doing to harm anybody, but I can see a girl literally showing her private parts. And I'm not even talking about the top half. I'm talking the bottom half, which is like basically hardcore porn at this point. And no, it's there for I don't think they think that's hardcore anymore. No, that's true. I actually I'm, thought, I'm old. <laughs> I actually, and Fred, I'll, we'll let you get and jump in here. I actually thought you were going to be make it easier than that. I actually thought where you were going with that is they have enough resources to make sure you don't post that box 
of of that LPVO. Which, which box? The girls? No, or no, the... no. Well, sorry, I was getting to that joke. <laughs> now that you stole it from me, but they they'll they'll let you post that box of that. They won't let you post that box of the LPVO. I just like saying box. Um, but they can't stop sexual predators. They can't prevent that from happening, but they can prevent you, right? So it's not about we're trying or we're doing the best we can. It's that that's not what you want to do. Right. No, they're they're all about they're all about the degradation of morals and values. They're okay with that. Right? They're they're okay with the idea of, you know, I mean, I've seen some some horrendous things. I, I'm gonna be a little naive and hope to God it's not that they want that Zuckerberg doesn't want to see the degradation of morals. He's just more concerned about his pocket. But <sighs> I, I don't know. That maybe is just me being naive. I, maybe I don't know. I'm not. not I mean, sure. he's building the compound in Hawaii. He's going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. Matter. Fred, what do you think? Let's <clears throat> let's let you chime in. Well, there was there was a couple points on here. I, I do believe that Zuckerberg is part of the degradation of society. He is absolutely in, in hand in hand with it. Um, he's part of that liberal mindset where, by allowing that to continue, which he has, he can apologize all he wants. But that has been rampant on Facebook has been rampant on Instagram. It's been really bad on Twitter or X, what it is now. I mean, it was really bad on X. In fact, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, Elon Musk um, put forth effort to try to shut it down. I think he saw the ball coming. He, you know, he saw the, mm -hmm. he saw everything. He saw the judge coming, but I think there's another factor into, into this as well. The social media companies are huge and they do control a vast part of societal influence but beyond that they're also a, an information dissemination site they're almost like a news site and they don't fall under the same regulations as for example fox news would or, or cnn they aren't able to be held liable right for things that occur on their site for example if fox news says that you know josh Hawley is a transvestite or whatever they say or or hillary clinton is a transvestite they could be sued for libel and slander Right, it's the it's the platform platform versus publisher situation. It, exactly, and I think that needs to change. That needs to change. Yeah. And one last thing too is as a parent, parents need to be involved. Parents yes. have to be. If if you've got your twelve year old kid on a smartphone, loose in basically a a mobile strip club, it's what they have <laughs> a mobile porn store. You need to be you need to be watched because they the people on the other end have no interest in, in be caring about what your child sees. I guarantee you they have no interest. They'll show, yeah. you, all, they'll so, show you all the boxes you want. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So to kind of wrap a couple things, we've talked about this in the past, about the idea of, of platform versus publisher. And when that first was created, that they're just platforms and they're not liable for what people post, that was in the early days of the internet. And that was to protect these companies so that, you know, we could have a free speech platform. They're just providing the platform. You and I or anybody else, we're just the, we're the publishers. We're the ones that are putting out the content and they're not to be held liable. That all, and I agree with you, Fred, that needs to change. That was to protect them in those early days, but they've grown so big that now, you know, they don't need, they don't need that protection. They have, they have all the protection. Would you feel, need. would you feel less strongly about this topic if they allowed the free speech everywhere, like allowed us to post a box of an LPVO? I, I don't. So first off, let me start by saying, uh, Fred, I do, I do agree with you that I'm, we're putting a lot of this on the Zuck in this case, right? And, and, the, and parents do have, he's a, a billionaire. He's, but, he's got but, the shoulders for yes, it. Yes. But parents do have a responsibility is what I'm getting at. So yes, as a parent, you do have a responsibility uh, so I agree with that, Fred. And then to your question, Keith, I don't think uh, taking advantage of children is ever okay. 
So I'm okay with free speech in terms of, you know, if, you, if you're an adult and you want to have free speech, I mean, there are certain things that have pretty much been ruled that are for adult only. And if it's not an adult only site, it probably shouldn't be on there. But, you know, if you want to talk, if you want to talk about other topics, I'm okay with that. I, I think, you know, my line is kind of like when you're dealing with X-rated content, I think that that needs to be sort of, um, you know, protected a little bit more. I do want to, before we move on to any more news, before we move on, we have a game to play today. Uh, I do want to do a gear review. We haven't done a gear review in a really long time. Yeah, I got a couple things. I just I keep yeah. forgetting to give so it to you. So I, I got this, and Fred, you may be familiar. Um, I'm going to really, I'm going to, you know, uh, start, start a huge bonfire here. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna blow the place up. Uh, but basically, it's, we're going to be talking a little bit about... Uh, off body carry. And I know that that really gets people going. So there's a place for it. I, I, uh, have wanted to get a pack, a backpack specifically for kind of EDC kind of carry all my things that I need throughout the day. And so my, my criteria was, I felt like I kind of compartmentalized. I want something that could carry a firearm. I wanted something that could carry my kind of work stuff, my laptop, my headphones, the things I need for, you know, producing the show. I wanted something to carry medical gear so I could always have that nearby. And then I wanted something that had could have some administrative purposes, you know, obviously pens, pads, things like that. And so what I settled on, it was actually a gift from my wife. She knew I really wanted it and she actually bought it for me, which I thought was super cool. And I bring that up because when you talk about bougie, Keith, this is pretty bougie. So mm-hmm. um, I got myself a Vertex Ready Pack. It's their 3.0, the third version of it. And it it goes for $180. So it's a $180 backpack. So certainly you could get, you can get a Jansport for a lot cheaper for sure. <laughs> uh, but I actually have it. I brought it in studio. I should start by saying that I do have a pistol in here. It is not loaded. Obviously I will not, I will not flag you and I will let you check it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. And so this had really met a lot of my needs. Again, it is a bit of an investment, but I take, you really, would pick all black I, out of all these colors. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I just want to be like plain. Just like, I didn't want anything crazy. Um, so I like this. So the front right here is just a regular administration. It's, it's just like a, I would call this like cell phones, <clears throat> keys. There's nothing special about it. It's just a regular, regular old pocket. Nothing, nothing to see there. And then what they do that's really nice. And you're probably not gonna be able to get this particular pocket on camera, but this is like my admin pouch. And so this just got, I got a pair of gloves. I got a pad. I got, you know, I got a flashlight. I got stuff like that. But What's cool about this is a lot of these pockets, other than the uh, the first one that I talked about, they have all loop surfaces. So basically you can, it's modular. You can change this thing however you want. So I went on, I just bought it cheap from Amazon. This thing is a, it's just like a pouch that just Velcros in. Mm-hmm. And so you can put whatever you want in there. As we move down from there, the next area opens up. And again, it's all loop inside. And so I, I bought this. Uh, I bought this pouch. This basically has all my med stuff in it. And so, what's cool about this is this pouch. It's very, very deep inside. Is it waterproof? Um, I would say heavily water resistant. I wouldn't say waterproof, but if you feel the material, it looks you know? yeah. But so, what's cool with this is this pouch can actually wrap inside and it can fold down in. And so you have this Velcro Molly like this. This just rips right off. Right, and it's all Molly in here, so you have the option of Molly or Velcro. And then what I liked about that is, so you can tuck this in right here. And I see this being like a use where, like maybe you go to go to the range, you'd want your med stuff kind of like 
readily available. You know, so you tuck this pocket in and now you just have your med, my med stuff's just right there. You know, it's right in the open. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. It gives you the option to kind of do both of those things. You move to the next part. So this is your standard backpack. Compartment. Yeah, and I know some people that are audio, you, you, you're kind of listening, I apologize, but just a regular compartment, laptop compartment. It's got a, more of the, uh, the, the hook and loop surface for you to kind of modify. What I like about this, they did a lot of, they did a lot of thought and innovation in, uh, in when they produced this. So, for instance, on the back, this has this little lumbar area and it's actually a pocket and it has an actual waist strap for when like you get more gear in here, but you can, you can tuck those away. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. It's got a pass through where you can hang it on, um, on luggage on your, on your handle, yep. your luggage. And so obviously, you know, we want to get to the cool stuff, right? So the cool stuff on this is they have this little grip handle here. Um, Fred, have you seen this before? Yes, I have. That's yeah. a great pack. Yeah. So I, I want to hear, I'm curious your thoughts on it after I'm done with giving all the, the details here. But so this handle here, Keith, you can rip this down and you can reach inside of here. Okay. And you can, you can check this. Okay. But what I like about this is this is all you can just put it down. This is, I'm not going to pull it down without dry firing it. <laughs> you're going to like this. So this is all hook and loop as well. Oh, I like that. And so this opens up. You're going to love what I show you next. So they sell these little, they call them tactagami, these little Velcro things. And so you can use your regular holster with this. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to buy a holster. Um, they have all kinds of different options. Like if you go on their site, which I know you will later, yeah. there's all kinds of stuff. But ready for this, Keith? This is the part I couldn't wait to show you. This part right here, I'm not going to open it up, but there's a Velcro pocket here. And this part right here in the back of it is uh, meant for soft panel body armor. Yes, that's and, where I've seen this pack. Yes. And they so, sell it like a, a couple companies sell it with a combo kit with, with the body armor. So this, <laughs> what I really like about this, someone showed me this, and I don't know, Fred, if, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but the pack has this pass-through for you to put uh, your put your pack on your luggage handle. But you can put this on your arm. As like a shield? And you could actually shield yourself and actually rest your firearm on top of the pack and you actually could use it in somewhat of a functional manner. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if it's designed for that, but that was a one idea that I had seen online. I saw someone talking about it. I said, that's a really good idea. So it is, like I said, it is very spendy. It is, you know, it's not something you're just going to on a whim get. For me, I looked at it like this is a pack that I could potentially build out, and mm -hmm. wherever I go, it has the things that I feel that I really need. I mean, I have, you know, my my thousand lumen flashlight lives in this now. My med stuff's going to live in this. If I need to carry off body, it has that option. So it it offers a lot of functionality, and like I said, it's really well built. I tend to take good care of my stuff. So for 180 bucks plus some extra gear, you're talking 200 bucks. It's expensive, but I feel like you'll it, get your use it, out of you'll it. You'll get your use out of it exactly. So, Fred, what are your thoughts on this? I, you said that it's a great pack. What do you think? It actually it's a fantastic pack, and and I have a very strong opinion about spending money on gear. Um, you you get what you pay for for the most part, and 180 bucks um, for the average person is is a dink in the wallet. Not gonna lie, but it's not gonna it's that that pack is not going to be a six month pack. You're gonna have it for years and years and years. Now, we talked about body armor. In fact, I saw that pack. Um, I talked to a friend of mine, Sullivan Nova, at Premier Body Armor, and they have a plate specifically designed for that pack, and they had it in there. And it, just like you had suggested, sleep, putting it up on an arm, 
to cover to cover your center mass and and shoot over it. It's I, I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, and you know the other thing is the construction of it. They did they did a lot of really nice little details. They have like an area where you could run. Uh, either like comms or you could run like a cord for like a USB charger out of the side of it, but they like edit a Velcro tab to close it up. Uh, They also have like really good padding that goes on your back. Um, A lot of, you know, your backpacks have those straps that tighten the straps. Theirs roll up so that they're like not swinging all over. They roll up and Velcro like shut. So it's just really, really well engineered, really well thought out. They put a lot of, um, you know, thought into what they were doing. So I, I really, you know, like I said, it was a gift for me. Uh, it was something I really wanted, but at the same time, uh, I I would not hesitate to spend the money on it if the, if if it's something that fits the role of your EDC gear that you're looking for. So absolutely. Anyway. One one quick thing about that is sure. for Epac, you know, it's it's obviously designed by people that carry it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's so so many packs and so much gear you see. You 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 put it on. You're like, this is not comfortable. This doesn't quite work. And it's designed by the engineer that would never never carried or has never carried anything like that. The folks that designed that pack, they knew what they were doing. It's, it's a good pack to have. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, definitely, it definitely was well thought out hundred percent. So, all right, that was enough. That's enough for, uh, for me, uh, ranting about cool gear, but, uh, definitely I have, by the way, like I said, you know, no one gave that to me. Uh, there's no affiliation with vertex at all, but, uh, definitely a cool product. So go check it out and see what you think of it. All right. So Keith, uh, talk to me about this PA guy. So there's a a gentle, well, I'm not going to call him a gentleman, Definitely but not. Uh, a, a, a a man in Pennsylvania has been arrested after uh, decapitating his father this week. And <clears throat> funny, I, I as I was uh, thinking about describing this, I was going to say it wasn't the decapitation part that caught my eye. <laughs> You were you were mad about this too. <laughs> it was you're the, mad this week. The, the the way the media is trying to pin this guy as a Trump supporter, and I have seen many articles since this one that uh, that was in the outline that uh, I had originally sent to you, where originally it sounded to me like they were trying to say that he murdered his father because his father was a Trump supporter. It was, was the impression that I had sort but of walked th- away. Then from you the kind person. of changed, you changed a little bit on that. Correct. Right? You heard other, other so then I, then I read a couple other articles after I sent this one to you that they were trying to say that he was a Trump supporter, but in actuality from the art, I've probably read 10 or 12 articles about this particular situation so far. And from what I've read, he hated government, period. <laughs> he didn't like the left. He didn't like the right. He wrote a book uh, that was that was for sale, not anymore, but it was for sale on his Amazon storefront. Um, it was something about uh, the next revolution or the next generation of revolution, something to that effect. And in it, he wrote a letter to Donald Trump that basically was like, you better move over and give it to me. Or uh, I'm going to lead a revolution and 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 take care of you. Wow! Uh, and, and that was directly to Trump. And then there were there were very recent uh, posts on his social media that have come up where he said similar things about President Biden and and that he's part of the problem. Just anti-government, it sounds like. Just anti-government, and the media is not doing a good job at saying that. So let's let's go with let's go with that for a second. So um, we had had Matt 
Larson on the other day. Yes. <clears throat> and we were talking about the idea of copycats and the more yes. when we talk about mass shooters, the more you kind of give them attention, the more sure. mass shooters you get. If you talk about suicides and a lot of suicides, suicides go up, that there's this correlation between talking about it mm -hmm. and then the actual events increasing. <clears throat> and so you kind of made a connection on that conversation to this. And you were saying, why does the media have to cover it? And so I, I kind of put a little earmark on this conversation of what is the role of media? Yeah, you felt that they needed to. Well, I, I'm on the fence with this. And, and you know, um, I'm actually going to bring Fred in here just so we can kind of all talk about this. But, you know, when we're talking about the idea of media and the role of media, <clears throat> I do think the media needs to cover things, right? So if somebody kills somebody, like when you, you see it in the news all the time, local man does this, local man does that, right? I mean, there would be literally no nothing to report on if you didn't- There's plenty to report there on. There is, but so are you saying news should only be the good stuff, only the happy stuff? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Right, um, so <clears throat> let me continue. I, I'm not saying, I think what they do is they sort of, you get- hours and hours and hours like when there's a mass shooting it's literally on the news cycle for 48 hours until just, the next right mass ex, until the next thing happens right but i do think you have to report the news my problem is is that they sensationalize it they drum it up they if try they, to solve the mystery of right. why this person did i don't what they did. i don't know why we need to know who he is i don't need to know you know everything about his life I think simply reporting that something happened right. is their role. Right. You need you need to know that that this guy decapitated his father's head, had an Amazon storefront, wrote six books, pretended he was a rapper, and was anti-government. Well, I mean, here we are talking about we're talking about news articles all the time. So like and I I think we're more, I would call us entertainment. We're not really media. I don't I wouldn't consider myself a you know a media person. I would consider myself sure. you know, we're 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 providing entertainment and, yeah, and, and, I mean, and I, thoughtful I, I, conversation. I don't think we often talk about articles like this. We talk about the CEO of a tech company having to apologize. I mean, to, we've talked about know. Florida man and, and man. And <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You know, but Fred, uh, I mean, what do you? I mean, Fred, you you write. I mean, you definitely create content and and media to an extent. I would say you're probably in somewhat of the entertainment as well as informative. But what do you think? What is your opinion? Like, what's the role of media? Like. Should they be covering these events? Should they not be covering these events? Like, where, you know, where does media, where does the line sort of stop for this stuff? Well, I believe that media and journalism in general, they have a duty to inform and disseminate information. That's what they do. That's what they're supposed to do. What has, be, what has become is ideological. So they try to put an ideological twist like they've done with this one. They want to frame him as a, as a Trump lover. So it's an ideological avenue, but also on top of that, as you mentioned before, sensationalism, there was a great interview with one of the original founders of CNN. Um, CNN really, when CNN really hit, um, people watched, it had been nothing like CNN. You know, we watched right. the evening news and things like this. And he said that what they quickly discovered was that news could make money <laughs> because it got views. So the more sensational sensational the news, the more eyes they got on it. Their ad revenue, then they could dr drive their ad revenues up. So the more sensational is the, the more sensational it is, the more views they get, which is why if there's a shooter, if there's a mass shooting, heaven forbid, 
it's wall to wall 24 hours a day because it's right. sensational and people will come and I, watch it. I had said to Keith the other day, you know, the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. Like you're going to run that, That's run that for, for forever. And I've said this before. I know I've said it on the air, but I really believe this. And you kind of just said it as well. You know, a lot of this is the whole Ted Turner effect. It's the idea of the 24 hour news cycle. So there was a time frame in our country's history where, you know, the, the, the Walter Cron Cronkites, uh, of the world where they repeated. And like you said, they informed and then they, they put information out there for the world to know what's going on. And their job was to, to merely inform people of the world around them. So you don't want to, you know, in my opinion, you don't want to paint a rosy picture. Like these things don't happen. You want people to know that this stuff happens. The problem is, and this is the 24 hour news cycle. And what you were saying, Fred, is the idea that there's only so much going on in the world that if you're doing 24 hours of news, you got you got to keep drumming up business. And so at some point, you got to turn these things into like hour-long conversations about what this guy did, what his motives were, what book he wrote, you know, who he supported politically. Like that, none of that had anything to do with the fact that he committed this crime. They're speculating and trying to create speculation of what might've happened. And I think maybe that's the problem you're having is it's not that they're reporting that he did it. It's that they're trying to like kind of kind of just you know get people pitted one against another and they're yeah, trying I mean, to kind of drum it, that up i don't to answer i think the question that you sort of asked uh, originally of me is <clears throat> i don't have a problem with them coming on and saying a pennsylvania man decapitated his father and has been arrested right like you know uh it's, it's terrible right and, and i'm not saying of course you know of course but beyond that to 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 now have 12 articles, 12 different articles <clears throat> that are that are discussing his politics, which has nothing to do with him decapitating his father, in my opinion. Right. Right. It's his mental capacity, his, his mental decision that he made uh, to do this, um, his inability to be able to be disciplined in his beliefs. <laughs> right. Well, it goes back <laughs> and to act on. It literally goes back to the very first article we talked about. Gun violence depends on who wins presidency. Like yeah. that—that is not—that's not at all what that article was about. But they're trying to wrap it into gun violence. Like gun violence will stop if we keep Biden. Correct. Right. Like I mean, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd to to say that. But that's a that's a headline that's going to get attention. You know, and that's kind of what I think, Fred. What you were talking about. That's absolutely true. That's it's all about. Sensationalizing, sensationalizing things, and and honestly, like we've seen, they're trying to integrate ideology into everything, which is why there's so many. When you said how many different articles are on there on that now, and they're all they're different. That's that's what makes me scratch my head. I'm like, okay, people are taking their own little twist on it. Different in yeah, they're putting their own little twist. Different in yeah. terms of like I said, I've read one that they're trying to pin him as a trumper. I've read another that they yeah. talked about what he said about Biden, and none of them have said. You know, we really don't know what his politics were. <laughs> yeah, you know? and honestly, I would be curious what's in his medicine cabinet because that gentleman is not right. I'm just playing it <laughs> simple. And it's funny you, we bring that up because so many times these mass shooters and stuff, something astronomical, like 98% of them have been on psychotropics, have been on yeah. psych medicines. Yeah, I wonder about this cat. You know, I wonder yeah. what he was snacking on. I'm, I'm not sure, but... That's not that's not normal behavior. His father was a twenty year you know government employee. Like I mean, yeah, you know, 
Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. knows what happened? But all right. Well, we given him enough we're, time. We're talking about decapitation, which is like I I, I can't like you know let that go too That's much. Longer. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's let's do a little uh, game here. So Fred, the loser is, gets decapitated. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. So Fred, this is new for you. Uh, I don't think you've ever done this with us, but uh, this is a game called uh, Gift or Curse. I don't know if you've ever okay. heard of that before. So no. Keith, Keith is actually going to host it. You and I are going to uh, it's going to going to play. And so he has come up with a list of I don't know how many uh, items that could be potentially a gift or a curse. In his mind, he has whether it's a gift or curse to him. And you and I are going to say what we think, and then if we match him, we we get you get a point. So oh, full full disclosure. I did not come up with this list. Now nah, you could take it. A a AI came up I with love this it. list. <laughs> I was impressed when you said that. I uh, yeah, I was a little pressed for time, and uh, I couldn't come up with any real ideas. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to ask AI, AI to give me. Did you feel they were good? Uh, do, I had to ask job? AI about six different times. Okay. Uh, I had to ask it the same question, but like the examples that I gave, I didn't think were that it gave originally were, were not really good. It would give me like five or six examples at a time. And I would pick maybe two of them. And then I'd say, you got to give me some more. Yeah. And then I think on the third time I said, I don't like any of your answers. Can you do a little better? <laughs> and, um, one, uh, couple examples, they weren't funny. Yeah. So I was like, you're not being funny enough. I need, I need funnier <laughs> examples. Of I that. like that you're mastering AI. That's good. When AI takes over, you know, we'll, we'll turn to you as the AI master. God, it probably right. will turn out like social media and I'll be afraid of it, but <laughs> probably. Okay. Right, so first one, gift or a curse TSA. Fred curse. <laughs> oh man. Um, I think curse. I, I agree. I think it's a curse too. Yeah. I mean, they can do what they are doing without it being TSA. And and, I, I, and they're just not good at it. They're not good at it. And, you know, it just it just slows everything down. And maybe, maybe, maybe domestically not TSA, maybe internationally TSA. I think I don't the concept, know. I like the concept of the, you know, making sure everyone's safe on a plane. I just think TSA is not good at it. Yeah. Okay. Fast food drive throughs. Fred. That's a gift. That's definitely a gift. I mean, you knew you knew it was a gift. So yeah. I I'm I'm on the fence on this one really? because like, does it make us fatter? Is it to blame? No, that's, a, that's a choice. That's a personal choice. It's, I mean, it's it makes life easier when when you live lives like we do, and you've got about seven minutes to get something to eat. The drive through is I mean, save your butt. I don't know. Have you tried to go through a McDonald's drive through? There ain't no fast food. <laughs> I mean, listen, well, <laughs> food anymore. The, the reality of it is, if there was no fast food drive through, there'd be no fast food. And you know, I love me some fast food. All right, I'll I'll, I'll lean towards the gift. Okay. I'll lean towards the gift just because I'm a fat ass and I like nice. Big Macs. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, this one I thought AI did a pretty good job on the movie front row. Is that a gift or a curse? Is it great because you get to be in the front row and you get to see the movie like, you know, it's prestigious to be up there? Or is it just a terrible place and it hurts your neck? I like the way you framed that. I, hmm, Fred? I think it's a curse. It's a curse. It's, it's way, curse. it's way too close. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be in the, like who who enjoys nobody sitting wants in the to front, sit front row. When nobody I, does. When I was a it's kid, a chiropractor. When you're done, yeah. When I was a kid, like a, like a like a small boy, I remember being like, we gotta go in the front row, and my parents never wanted to. I never could understand why. And then you become an adult and you realize like it's just a terrible spot. So yeah, it's definitely. Would you have it as? I, I agreed with you. I, I agreed. I had a curse. So okay. so you all got points there. Okay. Um, the snooze button, gift or a curse. Go ahead, Fred. For me, that's a curse. It is definitely a gift for me. 
I, I, I think it's, I think it shouldn't be there. I think it's a curse. <laughs> so, with so really quick, as a quick aside, I love listening to like these motivational guys. Like, uh, like I listen to like David Goggins and uh, Jocko Willink's a big one. And Jocko has this whole thing about like just get up and don't just hit get the, up. Don't don't the hit first the time you wake up, even and if it's before your alarm. You I've been going up. to the gym early in the morning, <clears throat> but I purposely have to set it like 40 minutes early. My, and I, I have my wife has eight different alarms. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I, I, I like the snooze button. It's, it's not something I should like, but I, I really like it. Go ahead, Keith. Autocorrect. Gift or a curse. I mean, listen, that thing has boned me up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fred. Uh, now you're talking about, you're not talking, are you talking spell check or are you talking autocorrect like, on your cell phone? Like when you're typing and it's like, Automatically correcting, correcting what you're you. do, what you're doing, and you don't maybe pay attention, mm-hmm. and you send your grandmother something. Honestly, I think it's, honestly, I think it's a curse. Yeah, my mine just, never seems to correct it the way I want it to. It always seems to screw me. So I'm going to say it's a curse. Curse. Yeah, and, I agree. And I asked about spell check because I can't spell anything. I've never been a, a terrific speller, but it's made me worse. Because now I just rely on it, and so I'm I'm the worst I've ever been at. I remember words. when spell check became a thing. I was in elementary schoolish, You're so it was young like when it really came came out. Maybe middle school, Mike. But I distinctively remember saying to myself, "Yeah, spelling. I don't need to worry about that anymore." <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's our next one? All right, so. Um, I got uh, a couple good, a couple more left. I'm gonna let me see which one. I <clears throat> online shopping, gift or a curse? Man, I just heard this terrible thing about Amazon today that made me be like, man, I hate them, but it's a gift. I love it. It's a, it's a gift for me too. I, just out of convenience, it it kills local businesses. It kills, you know. I mean, so convenient though. I know. Would you uh, have it as? I had it as a curse. All right. No so points, no for, points for anybody. Yeah. <clears throat> I The things I heard about Amazon today, I was like, man, like they, it really had to do with like China mm. and how they like encourage, uh, you know, stealing of intellectual property. And now I was like, man, I'm like, that makes me feel really guilty. And then I bought something on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, getting stuck in traffic. Is that a gift or a curse? You get Ooh. time to get things done, get a listen to a little a podcast. podcast, read an audio book. Fred, Fred Lewis, Fred, you can't see Fred right now, but he's looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> oh, hell no. That is 100% curse. I'm not in traffic for relaxation. I'm not going there to check my phone. I'm going from point A to point B, and I want to get to point B. Sitting in traffic is not my not my ideal place, so especially the, here in the, the valley. The question oh is... God. Fred is up a point by my calculations. So do I try to game this is the question. <laughs> game <laughs> game away. I, I will be honest. Be honest. Um, so I'm just thinking of like going to like Long Island to like visit family and like three hours of traffic. And I'm, it's a curse. It's a curse. Yeah, it's a curse. It's a curse. I could see why you could maybe like you could. Try I tried. Say, I tried yeah. to. Well, yeah. AI tried to make, to make it. Reasonable. Yeah, I could see it. AI gave some good reasons on why it wasn't. I mean, a, why it was a gift. Some sometimes when you got you know little kids, you're like just thankful to be like not here screaming kids anymore. But if they're stuck in traffic with you, how about one last one? Selfie sticks. Just stupid. I, I, gift I, or I, curse. Uh, curse. 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 It is. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Fred wins by one point. One point. What was it? It was the snooze alarm killed me. Snooze alarm killed me. Get you. The other ones, I'll just bring up the other ones that the, just for the fun. Sure. They had uh, AI gave me passwords on sites, which the point was, obviously, it's trying to protect you. But at the same time, they're all different standards and nobody can remember the fucking password. <laughs> so, like, is that really helpful? Um <clears throat> and the la- the other one that came up, which I was like on the fence about, was jury duty. Is that a gift or a curse? <laughs> you know, you're able to help. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. you're able to to help your fellow American, civic mindedly. mindedly think, yeah. But it's you know, you get out of work, you get paid crap, and you might get stuck yeah. on OJ Simpson trial. Yeah, <laughs> I always hear like like old retired people love it. I don't think yeah, true. they're probably and they're probably maybe some of the worst to be on it. But that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're we're gonna get close to closing this uh, show out, but we have one last article to talk about. One last little current event. Yeah, another and another one that got me fired up. Yeah, this guy, me and you, me and you had a little one of our our big. Uh, I hate disagreeing on text, but we got into a big chat on text <laughs> over this one. So go ahead, Keith. Well, there was a uh, uh, a New York Post article that I'd read about uh, Sotomayor, uh, Judge Sotomayor, uh, feeling overwhelmed by the demanding. Uh, Supreme Court workload, and I and she was quoted as, "I live in frustration," you know, and and that quote when you read the article was really more in in reference to the right leaning. It was political. It was political. It wasn't that she lives in frustration about the workload. She lives in frustration because she feels like she's outvoted all the time. She's losing. <clears throat> um, she's losing. Is what she yeah, means. that's that's a good way to put it. Um, but the workload context came up in terms of uh, which got me fired up is. We used to be able to take the whole summer break off, and now I have to do work on the summer break. Like, yeah, really? I, that got me too. That, you got a life position here, right? You know what I mean? You're you're in the highest court of the land, and you're complaining about not getting your summer fucking break. And literally, I mean, you know, public opinion may question them, but essentially they're untouchable. They're untouchable. Like, they, like oh, literally, wow. nobody can question them whatsoever. So, Fred, thoughts? <laughs> I'm sure it irritated you too, right? Oh, it completely annoyed me. What was interesting, more interesting in the article is she she basically whined that there was I, I think I use the word whine too. <laughs> she's she's put off that there are conservatives on on the on the court with her. And what's interesting is later on down in the article she said that um when it was all said and done that she would still that she would still do her best. Or basically yes. basically referencing we, the we idea that she was we gotta fight. I'm like, what you fighting for? What are you fighting for? I mean, you're supposed to just interpret law and apply right. law. You're not fighting for anything. So she exposed her hand as a complete ideologue with that. And I, I think so many people just skimmed over and, that. And I, I, one thing that I am curious about, and, and, I, <clears throat> and I, I feel like we do a pretty good job at mentioning things like this. I have my doubts that the context of this article is really the discussion that was had. So you think you think that maybe that they sensationalize a little. It. It's a little disingenuous. I, oh, I think they 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 out of context. Out of context. Out of context. Or or they tried to uh, sensationalize the conversation. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is, I've read a fair amount about uh, the Supreme Court and and the justices in general, and and the particular Roberts Court that we have today. They're pretty freaking close. Yeah, I, if I could actually chime as, in as a group, I, I I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. I, I'm glad you said that because listen, I'm not saying I'm always a fan of some of the justices. Obviously, I don't agree with them. We don't agree with a lot of Americans. Yeah, sure, but 
I would agree with that, right? Like I, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, Scalia were notoriously notorious friends, yep. right? And they couldn't have been more on the op- opposite sides of the um, political spectrum. So I would agree with that. And typically there's a very, if there's one part of our government, if there's one branch of our government um, or one part of a branch of this, of our government that tends to sort of stay out of these political issues, it's them, right? Like when they are at any kind of political- That's how I feel about yeah, it. When yeah, they were, when they were like on the Senate floor or something like that, they, they, they don't, don't show They don't them, clap. They don't they clap. Don't, yeah. So they do a really good job of that. So I'm glad you said that because I didn't think of that, but I do- I would agree that there may be a little bit of a uh, little something at play here. It's a good I, point. It's I a mean, point. I think, you know, maybe she's complaining about how much work she has to do, sure. but maybe she's getting tired. She's I mean, what, 70 years old. I mean, I, have I, you I, ever complained at work? Cause I have, uh, I mean, today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and a very special thanks to Fred for hanging out with us and chopping it up. Be sure to check out force options USA. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Discord, or Spotify, and let your voice be heard.